Hey, what's up? Hello, I'm Chuck, and welcome to Hack a Chat, the NBA's first podcast with a man who's been on 11 cruises. With me across the table is the band that turned Sammy Hagar into a celebrity, Dan Halen. Dan, what are we going to do today? Oh, we're here to talk some hoops and tell you what happened to Harold Miner. Fantastic. Before we get to that, we'll talk to the man who's behind the MacBook, the dictator of our drops, Gyro. Nice to be here. Oh, well, yeah. We're glad that you're here. Glad to hear you we're this week. Glad that you are here and we hear you. This is already going better. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah, my gosh. I'm well, glad. I'm glad we could hear you this week. This is great. We're, we're glad to be back on with you guys. We have had such a great week. We've had a phenomenal weekend. I went down to Paris, Kentucky, which is a real place. Is that connected to Paris, Paris? Not at all. No, not, not, not There is no Eiffel Towers. Uh, I looked all over for a long time. Not even a miniature Eiffel Tower? No. Not even like a pretend, oh, isn't this a fun joke? No, it wasn't. Hmm. Did not go that well. I feel like they're missing out on an opportunity. I know, right? Like, whatever. I, I'm i not going to be the one to judge Paris, Kentucky. Uh, Dan, how was your weekend, man? How'd you do? You know what? what I laid low. I had a busy work week. Was uh-huh. up in Akron, Ohio doing a vendor show, and I came home on Friday night and just turned on House of Cards. Ooh, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. And built up the New York Knicks and NBA 2K16. So it was a nice Friday <laughs> night for uh You just turned on the GM mode? Turned on the GM mode and paired Kristaps Porzingis with some pretty solid generated rookies. What was your first move? First move was trading Carmelo Anthony for a future number one overall draft pick in which I drafted a 7'3 center who could also step out and shoot threes. Wow, that's so phenomenal. Fun. Did you hang on to Kurt Rambis for long? No, he was the first one to go in the oh offseason, signing Steve Nash as my head coach. Wow, a lot of offense. A lot of offense, lots of fun. That sounds awesome. Dover, Dover, what'd you do this weekend, man? I rehearsed all weekend. Oh, so you did the drums. Oh, yeah, all weekend. Very exciting. Well, we also had an exciting weekend in the NBA. We had an exciting week in the NBA. We're going to talk about all these lines. Right here at the beginning of our show is our rundown. We're going to hit all the important things that happened in the last week in the NBA. We're going to go real quick, so stay with us. And if we go a little too fast, you just flip that 15-second backward button a couple times. You can press it a couple times. Yeah, you can go back and check it again. We're not going to go too fast, I hope. But we're we're not gonna we're not gonna waste our time here. Yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit them. We're gonna get it and go. Hit them hard, hit them fast. Usain Bolt style. Boom. All right. And here we go. Giannis Antetokounmpo, his second triple double in as many weeks. Eighteen points, eleven rebounds, and sixteen or eighteen points, eleven rebounds, sixteen to six. Jabari Parker also chipped in thirty six points, five and four. Chris Middleton a cool thirty points, fifteen fifteen from the free throw line, and a win over the Houston Rockets. It's good to get those free throws. Free throws seem like they're easy, but they're not. Free throw shooting seems to be easy because of the word free, but it's not. Boogie Cousin goes for 35-12 and 12 versus OKC. OKC, they looked strong down low against the Warriors. Maybe not when Boogie's there. Uh, that's fine because Russ and KD, they responded. Russ got 20-15-13. The guy's a triple-double machine. KD went for 27-6-10. Man, they did that all in three quarters. Russ got his triple-double. He was phenomenal. For the Miami Heat, Luol Deng, Joe Johnson, Hassan Whiteside combined for 70 points for the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are going in a downward spiral, and those three definitely made it worse for them. Yeah, they lost nine of the last 12 at that point. It was not going well. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, you know it's my two favorite guys to talk about in the NBA. They combined for 55 against the Knicks. They're really showing how many points they can score. D'Angelo Russell finally showing out the second half of the season. Byron Scott. I see Scott. his veins. I see his veins. Byron Scott finally giving him the minutes. 39 points, 3 and 6, 8 of 12 from 3 versus the Brooklyn Nets. The guy is finally getting on the floor and showing what he can do. Now, normally when I'm making up these lines, I don't put anything that anybody ever does against the Brooklyn Nets because that basically doesn't count. But when D'Angelo Russell goes for 39, 8 for 12 from behind the arc, we're going to talk about it. we got to put it down. We're going to talk about it. Speaking of guys who are doing it from uh, the guard position, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, 63 points combined against Utah. They look like a solid backcourt that are going to do stuff in the playoffs. James Harden, my uh, if it hits, I'm a genius this week. Didn't quite get there, but had a great week, 39 points, 7-12 against the New Orleans Pelicans. James Harden had another really solid game, 40 points, 14-5 versus the Toronto Raptors. The Rockets not looking so hot, but he is still putting up the numbers at an MVP type level. Kawhi Leonard is good at 
basketball. He three eleven throws three assists in there against the Pelicans. He is he's going places. Let me tell you, Devin Booker, Chuck P's guy, putting up big numbers for the Suns on a team that is not looking so good. Thirty four points, four and three against the Miami Heat. You know he's really getting the minutes that he needs to develop, but the Suns not getting the W's. Charlotte Hornets had two guys really pull it against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, they had Nick Batum go for 31-4-7. Kemba Walker, 33, 10 assists, 2 rebounds. Kemba Walker, over his last 10 games, has averaged almost 25 points a game. That guy's on fire. He's got a filthy step back. It's going good. It's going really well. Paul George, a great week. Two games. He had the first game against the Charlotte Hornets, 35 points, 7-7. Seven and seven. He is just playing back at that level before that leg got broken in a really ugly fashion. Against the Washington Wizards, 38 points, 2-6. and six. Aaron Kincaid, Jesse Kincaid got to see that game live in Ooh, Washington. Shout out. Put on a show for him. Alex Len went for 31-15 and 15 versus Orlando. Alex Len might be a legitimate big man in the NBA, and I think he's finally rounding out to that number five pick that he was. Really like Alex Len. Really, I think the Suns, as as much of a train wreck as they've been, they've got a they've got some future assets there. They got some young guys that can play. Yeah, they do. And and this week has been a, a real transition for the NBA as a whole. We are starting to see what teams are made of. We're right. really starting to see what teams are really doing here. You know, it's springtime. Yeah, a transition in the NBA and a transition. As well, yeah. On the planet. Uh, yeah, outside, in, yes. in our hemisphere. Exactly. It's going well. It's getting warmer. Yes. People people are getting excited about the warm weather. Yeah. We're loving it. You, you know, people are, are starting to wear shorts out. Yes. I've, I've, got, the, I've got the thinner hoodie on. I'm going to go t-shirts soon. It's going to be real great. But you know what's really evident once you get this far along in the seasons? What's that? It's bad tan lines. Oh, man. no. Bad See, people come out and, and they've been covered up. For a few months, yep, and, they, and they've been and they've been keeping themselves bundled up because it's been all cold. They're wearing the long pants, the long johns. But now the, the sun's coats. now the sun's coming out. The it's grass warm. is getting green. Putting on those shorts. You gotta shed those layers. Gotta gotta get those cargo shorts out. And oh, uh, and, and people are. It, it's real easy to see some of the um, some of the bad skin tones that we have out. Yes. We, we, we've broken this up into three different categories. Now, what are we doing here? What are we going to call this segment? Oh, no, no, no. We're, we're getting there. Oh, okay, We're good. getting there. We're, I just want to talk about how people look in the springtime. Yes, yes. So, Very important. So, so first off, you have you people who are bundled up real big, and, and you know when they come out in the spring, they put on those shorts, it's going to be real pale. It's going to be a big problem. You have to wear some sunglasses around it because their legs might shine right in your eyeballs. And, and when they've been hanging out in the warm weather and the sun gets on those bad boys, it'll be real red. It's a big problem. Yeah, it's going to be an issue for them. That, that, that's one. Those are the pales. We, yeah. we also have another one where we have people who are, they look like they've been staying tan all throughout winter. We're trying to figure out how they've been keeping exactly this look up. sure how that's happening. And then they come out and they, they have their, their tank tops on and they've got their short shorts going up. And we realize there's a bit of an orange color going on. A little bit of an orangish hue, if you will. And that's those are those are definitely the fake tans. We can finally see who's been doing the fake tans all winter. Exactly. And then there's the the category of people who are looking tan all the time somehow. It's just their God-given skin tone. It's incredible, and it looks great. Like this olive color. It's just natural. It looks beautiful. You don't have to put on SPF 50 when you walk outside for the first time. Absolutely it's not. It's just nice and smooth. You're going to get that SPF 4, just just enough to keep yourself protected, but you're going to get a nice tan. We've noticed in the NBA, teams can split up into these three categories. Exactly. Whether they're looking pale, whether all winter long, we've known that this team is exposed, isn't going well. They're not going to look good near the end of the year. We, we know that there are teams that have been kind of faking it for a while. Right. We thought they looked good, and then they get out into the nice summer sun, and they don't look good at all. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of orange hue on that skin. Oh, yeah. And then we have those olive-toned skin people. We have those band or those uh, those uh, teams that are just looking real, real good all heading the into the summer. No matter what. They're real excited about the spring. We want to talk about 
the different tan lines that we've had. So we've talked about all these great lines in these games. We're going NBA tan lines. NBA tan lines. NBA tan lines. It's got a nice ring to it. I like it. I think this might be a recurring thing. I think it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we want to split up a bunch of these teams into these three different categories. And while some might be obvious, some might not be. We agree. We disagree. We'll find out. We'll see what happens. So let's start with our first team that we want to have here. And I think the fun category is going for the fake tans. Absolutely. And It'll so be the I, most fun to talk about. I think we're going to hit it immediately. As we should. And we're going with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, you're going fake tan. Fake tan Oklahoma City Thunder. Tell me what you think. Give me the update from this week on what made you think they were a fake tan this week. They, first off, we had the uh, Oklahoma City versus the Clippers game. The rematch. Oh, no, no, no. This is the Clippers game. Oh, the Clippers. Sorry. Yes, oh, the yeah, Clippers yeah, game. Whoa, oh, yeah. this happened the day before. Tough, right? tough week for the Thunder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a good week for the Thunder. No. So we have them going against the Clippers. They have, what, a, what was it, a 22-point lead that yeah. they just blew? Yes. Again, same things we talked about on Saturday or about on Sunday about the Saturday's mm-hmm. game last week. It's the same deal where they take these leads into the fourth quarter. Right. And can't close games out. So they, they blow this large lead against the Clippers a team that they're really fighting for the third position in uh, in the playoff standings because nobody wants to be number four because then you got to meet up with the Warriors in the second round. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, you really want to avoid that one. So they're trying to keep up, keep a leg up on the Clippers, and they blow a 22-point lead. That's not looking good. Right. The next night is the rematch. The gauntlet. Versus the Warriors. Everyone saw that amazing regular season game a week ago, and we're seeing, oh, Thunder Warriors again. Man, this is going to be a great game. They're getting another shot at them right out of the gate, rolling a couple days after. And it wasn't it wasn't what we wanted it to be. What it was it wasn't what the Thunder wanted it to well, be. That's true. Well, yeah. For, wanted, on both want, sides of this. They took a haymaker on Saturday night and they wanted to throw a punch right back. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, they did not close the door again. Yeah, they missed that again. Now that didn't stop Durant from going thirty-two, nine and ten. He was an assist away from a triple double. He was actually a turn of away from a quadruple double, which is insanity. He is having a lot of problems mm-hmm. in second half of games, just with ill-advised turnovers, not paying attention to what defenses are doing to him, and he's giving the ball away at really inopportune times for the Thunder. And it's hard to watch because he is their leader. He's their go-to guy. And both him and Russ down the stretch almost get into going 130 miles an hour. And it's really causing problems for them late in games. Well, I also think one of the problems is they don't have guys that can keep up with them. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook are on another level. Kyle Singler isn't there. No, Roberson isn't there. And the issue with having those two guys on the floor in crunch time, well, they have to be there because they have to have someone in that two spot. But again, the Warriors are masters at this where they just ignore the guy they don't really care about defensively, and they just plug someone right in the middle of the floor, and you have major problems trying to play against that kind of defense if you don't have a fifth guy that is a threat at all. And that fifth guy for the Thunder is not a threat. So teams are just not even paying attention and just making that extra defender defend Russ or defend KD in the paint, and it's a big problem for what they're trying to do in crunch time. Another spot with the Thunder is going into the spring as we thought that they were going to emerge and and, and blossom into this great uh, team at near the end of the year. They stopped playing one of the guys who was really getting it going, their rookie campaign. He, he hasn't seen a whole lot this campaign, and uh, he's uh, he's sitting on the bench. He's getting uh, DNP CDs. Right. out of nowhere not good and it, it's it, it's really it's really telling time for the thunder they got to get it together now or or it's not looking good for them they got that real orange hue going see now it's not great i know the thunder had a tough week mm-hmm. you know tough loss on saturday night mm-hmm. you know pouring into this week a tough loss against the clippers in crunch time a tough loss again mm-hmm. in the rematch to the warriors in the regular season right i'm not ready to go fake tan <sighs> see I i'm not ready to go fake tan okay. i'm still gonna sit on the they've got that olive skin when that when that when that uh winter clothing is shed to start the spring they'll be okay they are just fine they're sitting tight yes they've had some knockdown drag out games they're struggling in crunch time but you know what you can struggle in crunch time now it's a matter of not struggling come in, in crunch time come april and june and true. that's the key true so yes they're figuring these things out now Again, you're probably not trying to show everything they have in the Arsenal late in games to the Warriors and to the Clippers, teams that they're anticipating playing in bigger games 
come playoff time. So I'm I'm gonna hold tight. I'm gonna say we're okay. The Thunder are just fine. Mm-hmm. They've got that olive skin. They have the two two of the best players in the NBA. Right. I trust those two guys. Well, we'll I see what happens what with the doing. other seven that have to share the court with them. That is true. That is true. <laughs> but you have, in most games, in most situations, you have two of the top three players in the series. That's true. And I trust those That's two guys true. in the series. Now, we're we're always trying to predict how these teams are going to come out when they shed their, their parkas. We want to see what they're going to look like. The Trailblazers, we thought we had a real good idea. We really did. About what they were going to be. Yes. And we were all pretty wrong. Yeah. Coming into the season, losing Lamarcus Aldridge over the summer, I think everyone West Matthews losing with Mas- West Matthews, the emotional leader for that team. Nick Batum, Nick Batum is now gone. Those are three, Robin Lopez. Those are four starters. Four starters. Four and legitimate NBA players. Yes. So I think anybody and everybody was like, "Oh, these guys are done." And especially coming into this new part of the season, where we're going into springtime. You know, we're taking a look at you know shedding some of that that winter clothing. Mm-hmm. I think we all thought, "Oh man, come springtime, those Trailblazers are going to be." pretty pale yeah and we were wrong we were real wrong yeah we're not even like fake tan wrong yeah we were we were completely wrong about what they are they've dropped their last three games right yes but that being said they were on a six game road uh road trip and they played tough games against the pistons against the celtics against the raptors those are the last three games they lost before that they were 14 and 2 in a 16 game span yeah this is a team that is Killing it. And they can score. You know, this past week was the first time uh, CJ McCollum and uh, and Damian Lillard combined for less than 40 points in a loss since December 1st. Right. They have gotten better and better and better as the season has gone on. And CJ McCollum was a guy that we talked about preseason mm-hmm. as a, who, who is this guy? How are you going to match him with Damian Lillard? They're both kind of undersized to be playing on the same floor at the same time but the reality is is they are a great match because both guys are knocked down shooters from mm-hmm. distance and i'm totally willing to eat crow on that one a little bit yeah i i at the very beginning of the year i gave you so much garbage because you you were calling cj mccollum as the most improved player i was like <laughs> not a chance yeah I was I, like, i'm pretty sure your response was does he even play for the trailblazers <laughs> It's like, actually, no, that yes. was Ray McCollum. I oh, got them confused. You got Ray McCollum's. Yeah. <laughs> a, a classic mistake. Yeah. Well, I mean, same draft, same last name. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's tough. But uh, but no, he's he's really coming to his own, and he's really become part of a really, really, really good guard combo in the NBA. Well, not even that, but they, they're front court as well. I mean, Ed Davis is an NBA adult. We talk about having yeah, adults on your team. He's mm-hmm. been in the league. He's an NBA adult. Mm-hmm. Kind of been passed over a little bit. Was a lottery pick. Yeah, is a guy that can knock down jumpers. Is a guy that can play with his back to the basket. Is a guy that is an NBA professional. Mm-hmm. And having those kind of guys in your locker room really makes your team go round. And if you had a bunch of attitudes in there, maybe this goes the way of the the uh, pale skin that we may have thought was going to happen in the spring for these guys. Yeah, but you have adults. Alpha Rucamino been in the league for a long time. Mm-hmm. Is long, is rangy, can defend, can shoot the three. Matching those guys with two NBA adults was great. And then a guy like Myers Leonard is young, but he's getting solid run. Same, Same with Alan Crabb. And Alan Crabb, again, another yeah. guy long, athletic, can defend, and can shoot the corner three. And he's finally getting minutes now, too. And that's the other thing, yeah. I mean, he's, he stayed with it. He, he was down in the D-League for a while, come back. Like, he's one of those NBA D-League stories that a guy like actually gets down there, plays well, comes up, mm-hmm. and it translates. So he's a guy that is, again, <clears throat> doing really well for them. And... Noah Vonley, another young guy that had been traded after being a, a first-round guy mm-hmm. and is kind of forming into a solid NBA big. So right. we were wrong about the Trailblazers overall. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this is a, this is our first disagreement coming up on this next team. We had, we had a little disagreement about the Thunder. Well, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, we all had the same points. It was all, yeah. it was all where they're going to end up in the end in the playoffs. The Boston right. Celtics right now, we're not sure where they stand. I'm saying Boston Celtics are looking good right now. They got really? the olive scum. They're oh man, they're just they've just they don't even have oil on. They they just like dipped in the pool real quick. Yeah, and, and they're just sitting it and they're just trying to dry off because they know they look good. Okay, I'm thinking the Boston Celtics have a lot of uh, different things that they can do with their lineup. Uh, Avery Bradley, uh, did you see his block? Against Gordon Hayward. I mean, he's a in nightmare the final seconds. He is a nightmare on defense. He, I mean, and, and Gordon Hayward did everything he could to shake him off. And he still got all ball. Yeah. It was incredible. 
I mean, they have a lot of different things that they can do with their lineups. I mean, over the last three games, their crunch time lineups have have only had two of the same players. Right. Uh, and so I think they have a lot of versatility. I think Isaiah Thomas can be a real, real scorer in the NBA. I mean, against the Knicks, he went 32, 8, and 3. And a Avery Bradley can be a, a legitimate guy. Again, they were the ones holding uh, Portland under uh, with CJ and Dame under 40 points for the first time in a while. I think that they are legit. They're the number three seed for a reason. I love the way the Boston Celtics look. They did have two big wins this week. I mean, knocking off the Trailblazers is a really good win. Knocking off the Knicks, you know. You got to. That's You, you, you got to win. You have you to get win. that win. And they did. They, they was down to the wire, 105-104. So you have a big win in crunch time. Mm -hmm. But that's why I'm going to say fake tan oh, I don't for the agree. Celtics. I don't agree. I got to say fake tan for the Celtics. Not Here's why. Chance. Here's why. Okay. okay. So, yes, I agree with all the things you're saying. I think as far as NBA coaches, I think Brad Stevens is one of the best. Oh, absolutely. They have a really good core of guys. Mm -hmm. They have a really solid group of guys that are complementary to a star. Oh, man. I knew this is where you're headed. And that's the unfortunate thing with the Celtics right. is down the stretch – in big games they're never going to have the best guy on the court you have to give it to isaiah thomas yeah and the teams they have to get through in the east all have a wing defender mm -hmm. that is six 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 seven that can eliminate what isaiah thomas does now i don't i mean the the calves amon Shumpert has neutralized isaiah thomas in many ways in many games yeah and if you just put an, an athletic long rangy guy on Isaiah Thomas it becomes a big problem down the stretch for the Celtics so that's why I think I have to sit with an orangish hue now this week good week for them but I think going forward and going down the stretch we're looking at a fake tan now they're they're gonna be a playoff team in the east they're gonna make some noise but I think when it comes to a seven game series and it comes to really trying to figure another team out I think it's easy to figure them out down the stretch I could be wrong right. I could be wrong about that I've been wrong in the past but I really think that they're a fake tan going forward. I think that this is a team that's legitimate. Uh, and I think that the Boston Celtics, if they keep their core playing the way that they are, they can be talking Eastern Conference finals. Now, mm -hmm. a lot of Eastern Conference teams are falling off. And right, that's yeah. why. And the Raptors seem to always crap out in the playoffs. Let's see if they can hold it together. But I think they have a legitimate chance of winning two series and meeting up with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Exactly. Yeah. Now the Cleveland Cavaliers, I think we're all pretty aware. Yeah, we're aware of who they are. Of who the Cleveland Cavaliers are. We 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 get it. Yes. We're all on board. Yes. They look good. They look pretty good. They don't look great. They're not perfect. No. We get that. But I, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, they're being picked apart so much. I mean. Obviously, LeBron's down in Miami, and he's getting his tan on right now. He really is. <laughs> no fake tans um, for LeBron. No he has been down in Miami, <laughs> taking in the South Beach Rays. And, and they're going to be picked apart because they have LeBron. I mean, he's one of the most polarizing uh, athletes, I mean, in America at this point. And so they're going to be scrutinized at a very, very high level. I, I think that there's a lot of players who are getting a lot of flack where we're not sure if these particular players – are pale have their fake tan going on right. what's going on with them i think a lot of it is system i don't think everybody fits together yet obviously their head coach uh is brand new at this and mm -hmm. didn't have a training camp to no. facilitate getting his system into place they have kind of what's left over from david blatt and what they can kind of make shift together right and so we're just not we're really sure where the Cavs stand at this point they have great athletes. Right. Um, they have great. Sh they have great shooting. If they can pull it together in J.R. Smith, if if Kyrie can get going, if they can stay healthy, they can they can have a legitimate run. Maybe throw Kevin Love out and actually make some threes or something. Right. Yes. Um. So I I think the Cav the Cavs we can safely say are looking good. Just like the next team I want to talk about. Well, before we get into that, oh, I okay. I, I do want to say the one thing about the Cavs. Mm -hmm is we're just not sure. Right. You know, it's springtime. I think we're coming into time where people are going to be going outside. I feel like right. we, we get to the pool and the Cavs are there and we're all hanging out and having a good time. And we look over and the Cavs have that nice, you know, olive face. But mm -hmm. they're still wearing long sleeve shirts and they've got sweatpants on still. So the thought is, ooh, does that, that skin tone match the limbs? 
Right. Are they gonna gonna have one of those orangish hues underneath, right. or are they gonna have some really pale skin? I don't know. Maybe they're still hiding. Maybe they're still hiding. Um, mm-hmm. Now, obviously, they are winning the East. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. No hand. No no questions asked. They are winning the East. They're. Yeah. They are a great team talent wise. The question's still gonna be: Can they come together as a group down these last couple games? So now LeBron's, you know, checked out. It doesn't matter if they're the one, two, or three seed. Right. Not really. Not yeah. to him. He's. He, I mean, especially in the East in general. Yeah. Now checked out in the sense that like these next couple weeks don't really matter. Right. Just get in. Yep. And it's time to make your money in the next you know six weeks as opposed to right now. So. I think we're going to see them on cruise control throughout the rest of the regular season. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't like a lot of these teams is so much gamesmanship. It's kind of hiding what it is that you actually want to do right. come a seven game series. So I think we're seeing a lot of these guys kind of hide what it is they're doing down the stretch, especially the Spurs hiding what they're doing. And then we'll see a different <laughs> brand of basketball come playoff time. Yeah. I, I think that they are definitely the favorites to come out of the East. They, they shouldn't have to care what seed they are because they, they have, they, they have to be the odds on favorites. Uh, to meet up with and and hopefully we have a rematch against the Warriors right. because this is a team that I think everybody knows they've got the olive skin they've got the great tan exactly yeah they've got the great tan and and this is just us covering our base because they did lose to the Lakers they did now they the did. other night they they played the the Hawks and they won in overtime and they yeah. didn't have Steph nope and they didn't have Andre Iguodala nope against a good Hawks team. They were the number one seed last year. Like everyone wants to forget that the Hawks were really good last year. Exactly. We can't forget that this is still a legitimate team. They beat the Thunder and they beat them. It it wasn't a tough. What was the call at the end? Steph had to hit a crazy shot. Right. They beat the Thunder. Yes. And they dropped one of the Lakers. Yeah. They were due. Yeah. At this point, they were due. Exactly. You have to have a stinker in there. The Splash Brothers combined one for 18 from three. Yeah, that is a statistical anomaly when it comes yeah. to those two guys. Like that it's is not going to happen again. Such a regression from the mead that yeah. that is not going to happen ever again. Mm-hmm. It was, it's one of those things where you watch those guys shoot. You watch good shooters put up jumpers, mm-hmm. and you expect every single one of them to go in. And right. this one kind of hurt my eyes watching the game. Yeah, like, it was oh, wait, tough. Wait, wait. I had to calibrate my thinking into what the heck right. is going on. Like, it was it was giving me a little bit of a headache because I wasn't used to seeing them <laughs> miss that many shots. Right. But yeah, I mean, so ever again, these guys aren't looking for, you know, this season like we've talked about in the past. They're mm-hmm. looking for their legacy. So we're going to compare legacy right now. You know, this past week they finished up their week fifty five and six. Mm-hmm. If we're looking at the nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety six, seventy two win bowls. At this point in the season, they were fifty four and seven. Right. So they are still in line. To knock off that record. And not only that, but they're only at this point two and a half games up from the Spurs. Which is that is nuts? Crazy. Is that crazy? But because they are the Spurs are then eleven games up from the Thunder. Right. These two teams are so far apart. And the Warriors, they want to stay the one seed. Nobody wants to play the Thunder no. in, in the second round. Right. No nobody wants to be in that two three matchup. So you know they're going to keep playing to try and keep this one seed. Right. And so that's really cool because that really gives them not necessarily an excuse, but another reason to really push for this historic mark. And this is exactly how the Spurs would have it. Oh, yeah. They are having an historical season, mm-hmm. and it's being overshadowed by another team, but it's exactly what they would want. Now, Spurs fans obviously pay attention. Yes, we're incredible. Everyone pay attention to us. But internally – with San Antonio, they're so happy that the Warriors are doing what they're doing because mm-hmm. all the attention is going to them. And they're just subtly plugging along, getting their wins, being one of the best defensive teams in the history of the NBA, being mm-hmm. one of the best offensive teams in the history of the NBA. Yeah. And no one's talking about it. Now, people in the know are talking about oh, it. Of course, yeah. People are talking about how incredible this team is. But it's the perfect storm for them because right. they're just sliding underneath that radar, mm-hmm. having an awesome season, and no one is putting all of their focus onto them. So the th- the Spurs are so excited about what the Warriors are doing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really fun to see the Warriors play such great basketball. There are also other teams where it's really fun to see how uh, destructive they can be. Exactly. And we not only have one team on this list, but we have two teams on this list. Yes. Right now. And they happen to play each other last week. Oh, weird. So we're really going to get to talk about this. We're going to dive right in. We're going to go. Who, who do you want to start with? If you want to start with it, it's up to you, man. 
let's start with the Bulls. Let's start with the Bulls. Because coming into the season, the talent is all there. Mm -hmm. New head coach, new system. Going to try to play a little up and down, a little more transition basketball. They have the people to do it. Mm -hmm. But, man, do they look like the cast of Jersey Shore. (laughs) (laughs) If we're talking NBA. (laughs) Fake tans. Fake tans. That's it. Man, they are the Pauly D of the NBA right now. (laughs) Because these guys. DJ Pauly D. Oh, yeah. yeah, DJ Pauly D. Sorry. Sorry. Pauly D played in an NBA All-Star Weekend celebrity game once, just so you know. Yeah. So bring it a full circle. (laughs) There we are. NBA related. NBA related. No. So coming into the season again, we're thinking that this NBA team is a very quality team is a team that's going to challenge the Cavs in the east mm-hmm. and now as we're peeling back those spring layers and now as we're looking back at this past week mm-hmm. we're looking back at what they're doing man that is a really orange tan that they are oh, yeah. that they are flaunting to everyone at the poolside everyone beachside and everybody knows it and it's crazy because they have stars right. and not just not just good players but like the names. Yes. Jimmy Butler is one of the best wing players in the East. Yeah. Two, one of the best two-way guys in the NBA. In the NBA. Pau Gasol still playing at a great high level for his age. It's amazing. Derek Rose was an MVP five years ago. Now, yes, he, he was. An he MVP, was an MVP. Which is still He's not one, the, one of the hardest things for me to admit because I still really enjoy Derek Rose. You know, despite all of the things that have come mm-hmm. out about the last two years about, you know, I want to be able to go to meetings and take my son to games and all that. Which right. I get, I understand, but man, it's so sad to watch right. what he was to where he is now. And and was to where he is now. Joachim Noah was defensive player of the year two years ago. Right. And 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 before he, you know, had to sit out for the rest of the year, it's it's been just a downhill. Like he, he wasn't doing anything. And I think it's one of those things where we're talking about what the teams looked like coming in and you had your emotional leader essentially mm-hmm. the draymond green yeah of the bulls cast to the bench yeah and it's tough to be the emotional leader when you're not getting the minutes mm-hmm. that you're accustomed to i think it's tough to be on board with what the team is doing in general yeah if you're not getting the time that you used to have on the floor you know fred hoiberg comes in and puts in a system where we want four out one in mm-hmm. and you can't put yoke him out like right. he's got to be on the block, but he's not as effective as Powell on the block. So you really can't spread the floor that, the way you would want to. And they are just in a downward spiral with everything that's going on with this team. Right. And, and it's hard to watch. Yeah, I think Fred Hoidberg is definitely trying to play the game where he's he's trying to get his younger guys minutes to give them a chance to get better. Right. Bobby Portis, Dougie McBuckets. And Actually, it's uh, – Douglas McBaskets. Oh, Douglas McBaskets. That's really hard to say. Douglas McBaskets. He's the. It's the the formal police. We don't know him personally. Okay, that's we're not, true. We're not nickname basis. Right, right. As Mc- soon as we have him on the pod, we can call him <laughs> right. Dougie McBuckets. Now McBuckets. McBuckets was college. It's uh, McBaskets now. He's an adult. Mis- Mr. Douglas. Mr. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Doug McDermott. <laughs> Nikola Mirotic, Bobby Portis, these are all younger guys. And, they, and I think Fred Hoidberg's trying to find ways to get them to get better right. and play them as much as he can. Right. But at the same time, you have Joachim Noah. You have Taj Gibson, right. uh, and Pau Gasol, legitimate NBA players uh, trying to take up those positions. And he's just not sure how to play everybody, where to play everybody. And yeah. it's, it's, it's really been confusing. And I think that lack of continuity has really gotten in the way of the Bulls. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I will say, I mean, again – both these teams we're going to talk about here are in the eighth spot. Yep. And it's still there. They could still be a dangerous team come playoff time. Mm-hmm. Now they have to get there. Right. And unfortunately the bulls are struggling, mm-hmm. but and the they team, can still get there. And the team that they beat this week didn't do themselves any favors by dropping no, it to the bulls. Man. And we really like talking about this team, the train wreck of the Houston Rockets, the super eight train wreck. This is oh, the fakest man. of the fake tans. For this year it's unbelievable if we're talking especially this past week again mm-hmm. you know struggleville with these guys and if we're going to take this context of tan lines in the nba right this is the fakest of the fake which is nuts because there's one guy <laughs> james harden right his last three games he scored 39 points 36 points and 40 points and we're talking about this team being a fake good 
NBA team. There's been so much turmoil. And, I mean, they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah. They have veteran NBA players. Mm-hmm. And they tried this experiment with Ty Lawson. It did not work. Nope. And I think that that was the biggest thing that happened to start the year is everyone saw Ty Lawson going to the Rockets. And they thought, look at this starting five from mm-hmm. a talent standpoint. Like, if you're playing a NBA 2K video game and mm-hmm. you're turning off the chemistry, just from a, a talent standpoint, <laughs> this is a really good team. Yeah, it is. Now, unfortunately, in real life, it's not quite how it works. It's not quite. You can't just turn off the chemistry. Yeah. And that's what they're struggling with. You're struggling with Dwight Howard and James Harden. Keep or both are going up to management. Hey, trade the other one. Trade mm-hmm. the other one. Get this guy out of here. Get the, and it's that doesn't produce winning, and that does not produce a winning locker room. Now again, like we've talked about in the past, say they're in the two seed right now. Say they're having the season that right. people, many people thought they were going to have. We're not having this conversation. Not at all. But losing has this kind of effect on a talented team. And James Harden's still trying to do what he can do to keep this team afloat. But at this point in the season, I and I hate to say it this way, but it almost feels like it's a, hey, I'm trying to get mine. Yeah. And I'm still going to be, you know, the $250 million Adidas guy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still going to make my money. Like, it does not matter. I'm still going to put up my numbers. And it feels like at this point in the season, all the players are going down that, well, I'll get mine. Mm-hmm. And if you have a bunch of guys trying to get theirs, it's not gonna you're work. not going to do what you're hoping to do. You know, I'm thinking uh, when they got rid of Kevin McHale, yeah. from that point on, they were pale. They Ooh, were white as could be. Nice. It's McHale pale. McHale pale, man. I mean, they were sunburnt going into it. They put their clothes on, and they had a sunburn going. It was a real problem. Yeah. I they, they just – when they got rid of their head coach, who I – I don't think it was Kevin McHale's fault. Like, no. there's no way it was Kevin McHale's fault. It was it was James Harden coming in uh, unprepared for the season. It was right. uh, Ty Lawson not melding uh, in a cohesive unit with uh, James Harden. Those are some of the problems they were having. It wasn't Kevin McHale. No. And once they got rid of him, they were pale as could be. Yeah, and you got rid of, again, we talked about NBA adults. You got yeah. rid of an NBA adult running that locker room. And oh, I yeah. feel so bad for J.B. Bickerstaff, like, that is almost an impossible job. Oh, yeah, that's real tough. I mean, you're trying to get guys that have checked out mm-hmm. almost for the you know, last 15 games of the season into a playoff race. And, man, it will be a bloodbath if the Rockets stay in eight against the Warriors in the first round. Man. It will be a big problem but for the Rockets. Harden will still put up 26 shots a game. Well, but <laughs> oh yeah, no question. But the Warriors, the Warriors will do what they do to those really good players. They will just ignore somebody on the floor mm-hmm. and almost play five on four defensively. Yep, and force Harden to just shoot himself out of it. Mm-hmm. I just hope that Patrick Beverly doesn't get too angry and just does something erratic and it's really scary. Why would you want that? Because you know he's going to do it to. Oh, to, to Steph Curry. He'll do it to Steph. You it's, don't want it's that. Scary. I don't no, want I, that. I don't want it. I, I don't want it at all. It sounds real. That's real terrifying. Yeah. But luckily for Patrick Beverly, he's going to get some more minutes now that Ty Lawson is gone. Yes. And that's what happened this week. Uh, it was it was the buyouts, the wavings, all that stuff happened. So people could get prepared for their playoff pushes. Uh, the playoff rosters um, were starting to form now. And we had a lot of changes in the NBA happen because of that. So we figured this would be a good time to go to NBA Jeopardy, exactly. our, one of our favorite segments here. So we have Gyro behind the MacBook. He has our answer. He is our Alex Trebek. Can we yeah. say Alex Trebek? I is don't. Is that trademarked? Uh, that might is this be mean? copyrighted. Is this Can we say Alexander Trebek? Yeah. Ooh. A that dot be, Trebek. That might be a loophole. Mr. Trebek. Can we mispronounce it? And I think it's fine. Trebek. Xander Trebek. Yeah. All right. So Xander Trebek. Hello. All right. What? What's? What's our answer? First answer. This was the most impactful free agent signing this week. Chuck B. I'll let you go first. Impactful. Well, I think that this one is an easy choice. Kevin Martin going to the Spurs. Yes. Because Kevin Martin will play probably 16 minutes a game for Mm. the Spurs. And he'll be a change of pace, throw it up, get three threes in five minutes yes. kind of deal. He'll be a real awesome change of pace guy. He's quick. He can. He has the one of the quickest releases there is. Even though it is 
horrible to watch. It is real bad. It doesn't make any sense how he gets it off and it goes in. Zanesville, Ohio guy, by the way. Ooh, didn't know that. Yeah, Zanesville, Ohio. Yeah, I'm thinking he's going to be a Marco Bellinelli-esque. You know, we saw we saw Gary Neal make money from playing in the finals, and and I think that he's going to be in that role, come off the bench, be be a shooter, and he's going to make an impact because the Spurs are going to go far into those playoffs. Oh, absolutely. They're going to make an imprint on this postseason. And I think Kevin Martin's going to have something to do with that. And it's just a Spursian move. Oh, it really is. Get a guy in who knows how to play, is a mm-hmm. professional, Yep. and will buy into the philosophy of it's not about who scores, but mm-hmm. that the Spurs score. Yeah. And that's a guy that I think will definitely meld into that mm-hmm. you know, game plan and into that system very easily. My NBA transaction this week that I found to be very entertaining, who is – Ty Lawson to the Indiana Pacers. Man, as I, if we weren't talking about him enough. I think I've Let's talked about going. Ty Lawson every single podcast <laughs> we've done so far. Can you tell that I'm a Carolina fan? By the way, <laughs> big, big ups to uh, UNC over Duke. They tried to give it away, but they kept it together. Um, but no, Ty Lawson going to the Pacers again. Another interesting backcourt between he and Monte Ellis. Um, but I really like him coming to the East. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think he will be a, an impact guy for them. I think you'll see him kind of revert back to that early Denver Nuggets career where he was a game changer. Yeah. Change, you, go ahead. Well, how do you think the uh, lineups are going to change with Grant Hill, Monte Ellis? How do you think he's going to fit in with those guys? Is he going to be a change of pace, come off the bench? That's a good is question. He, is he going to be sharing the floor with George Hill? Obviously, we don't know. We haven't no, seen it yet. And, and we can't – I don't think we can say that he will be on the floor – at the same time as George Hill. I don't think right. that, that works. I don't think so either. But it's going to be a hard – the thing I can see them doing is having him as the second guard mm-hmm. or the, the first guard in that second unit right? where he has the ball in his hands, he gets to make the plays, but it's not interrupting what their first unit is doing because they're right. finally hitting their stride. They have had all their guys healthy. They're getting to a place where they're a cohesive unit. And now they insert Ty Lawson, and I think the hope would be to have him in that second unit Mm -hmm. where he can have the ball in his hands, where he can make the plays, high ball screens, attack the rim, get to the basket, kick it to open shooters. I think that's what we'll see with Lawson. I don't think we're going to insert him right into the starting lineup. Right. I don't think mentally he can do that right now. I agree. I think he's pretty fragile after this Rockets experience. I think it's going to be fun to see those few minutes a game where he's sharing the floor with Monte Ellis, and those are just – two real quick guys yeah who can just get up and down the floor and it could be one of the it it could be a mccollum lillard type thing with two shorter guys in the guard but it's gonna be tough to match what those two guys are doing but i think ty lawson would be a good a good addition for that pacers team trying to make a push yeah it'd be tough to do that without feeding the ball to paul george too uh too much Uh, right yeah uh, other other options we had on this that we, we put down uh first off a surprise in fact that he's still playing basketball nazir muhammad 38 went to the thunder 38 years old. He played in he played in what 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 NCAA 1998. He was in the final four. In 1990. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Nazir Muhammad signed the rest of the season deal with the Thunder. He's Stephen Adams insurance at this point. Stephen Adams insurance. (laughs) As if the Thunder didn't have enough just bigs that don't really right see the floor. Let's go get Nazi Muhammad. No, let's not worry <laughs> about that shooting guard spot that we absolutely need a human being. Right. No, let's forget about that. But Nazi Muhammad, that's the guy we need going forward. Oh, speaking of superfluous, how about the Rockets going to get Michael Beasley? As <laughs> I couldn't believe this. As if this, this <laughs> I hate I hate to harp so much on this train wreck of a season that the Rockets are having. <laughs> But oh let's just gosh. add Michael Beasley to the mix. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Why not? At this point. Let's just throw him into the mix. And I believe, <laughs> I, I think it was Bill Simmons that said, when these guys kind of get their third and fourth try, mm-hmm. it's the hairstyles that become more interesting. <laughs> so I'm hoping that Michael Beasley over the next couple months just does something outrageous oh, with just his pull hair. Jeremy Lin. Just straight up. Jeremy Lin. Straight up but with some red tips mm-hmm. to match the Rockets uniform. A uh, legitimate player. I really like Jason Thompson going to the Raptors. I think he's going to play some legitimate big guy minutes off the bench for them. And, you know, maybe we'll see what happens with the Raptors. Yeah, they need they just need a human being yep. at the power forward spot. Yep. Louis Scola, Patrick Patterson aren't the guys that are going to take them to the next level. Don't know that Jason Thompson's that guy, but he's young. He's still athletic and possibly could do something with them. See what the happens. Playoffs. All right. Uh, next answer. I don't know how jeopardy works it's so confusing i keep wanting to say question 
We'll figure this out. I think you just got it, actually. Oh, ba boom. I think you're there, Trevor. Ah, let's hit it. This is the best player to not make an all star game. We want to shout out this actually came from a listener. Yeah. Joshua nice. from Pittsburgh sending us an email. Yeah. At, he sent it to hackachatcast at gmail.com. Yeah, this was our first one. So keep, if you send in quick plug for our plugs, plug in the plugs, S- send in a question. You, you'll get it into our NBA uh, Jeopardy. So best player to not make an all-star game yet in their career. Dan, what do you got? You know, I'm still very surprised that Al Jefferson has not made an NBA all-star game. So my answer, who is Al Jefferson? Love it. Yes. So love it. Consistently when you talk to, and I don't talk to NBA execs (laughs) and scouts, but when you hear (laughs) about those people that talk to NBA scouts, execs, players, who is the guy that's the toughest to guard on the block? Well, over the last five to 10 years, it's been Al Jefferson. He's been a guy that with his back to the basket causes all kinds of problems in one-on-one situations, which then means you have to bring a double, which then means you're creating help and recover situations. You're creating chase situations and it's a big problem. And he has expanded his games. He's been to Charlotte. He's been a guy that has gotten them to the playoffs since he's been there. They've been the eight seed. They've been in the playoffs, but he's been a guy that is consistently one of the hardest guys to guard with his back to the basket. Now, kind of falling off a little bit yeah getting a little older the game is Mm -hmm. kind of moving away from guys that can play with their back to the basket on the block but that doesn't take away from the fact that he is one of the most talented guys to play in the post that needs or it needs to have been in an all-star game at least once with the way he's carried some certain franchises along the way right uh my my pick was uh who is cj mccollum yeah this is a guy who's young and so he's got a chance of making it yeah. I think that C.J. McCollum is a, a really, really good NBA player. Now, it's going to be really tough in the West to do it at that guard position. There's a lot of traffic there. But I think he could peek in. And I think he's a really, really, really good player right now. Yes. I think he's going to make an all-star game. And, and I think that he his shooting will only help him throughout as, as this NBA continues to evolve. Right. It, it continues to uh, really emphasize – outside shooting i think he is one of those guys who can last uh i'm really excited about cj mccollum obviously he has the abilities to to get to the rim if he needs to and 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 him with damian lillard maybe we'll see a tandem like that going to the all-star game together um other options that we had for this uh we thought was the obvious choice that neither of us went for that's why we didn't go with it yeah uh it's uh dover's boy mike conley dover mike conley how about not making an all-star team what's the video what's going on i don't know Needs to happen soon. Dynamite dropping. Dynamite. Joe Gyro just really <laughs> giving us the points that hit hard. Uh, a guy who I thought was on the edge this year was Nick Batum. I I think he could have. I mean, he's getting there. I mean, he's real good. He he fills up the box score, but unfortunately, uh, we don't put a lot on our defensive sides. A lot of that grit and grind stuff that uh, that he brings to the table might not shine in the All Star stuff. So. Nick Batum hasn't made it, but I think he's really, really talented. Well, the nice thing, you know, he's been in the West, and now that he's yeah. kind of moved into the East, he shines a little more. Yeah, he has. Um, other things of note throughout this week, we have a few things. First off, uh, Baron Davis is playing professional basketball again. Oh, man. Didn't know if you saw that. Real quick story. Yeah. One of my, f- I, I, again, hyperbole, don't want to get too much of it, but probably my top 25 NBA plays in the history was his baseline dunk against the Utah Jazz <sighs> in the first round of the playoffs. If you oh are by gosh. a computer right now and you are listening to this podcast, go to YouTube and type in Baron Davis dunk first jazz oh and watch how he just raises up, hammers it down, and then has a really awesome reaction where he pulls his jersey completely out of his shorts <laughs> and is one of the coolest interactions I have ever seen after a dunk. So Baron Davis, sad to see him trying to get them checks. Yeah. Thank you, Jalen Rose. <laughs> With the 76ers D-League affiliate. The 87ers. The 87ers. That's that's actually their name. That's so, <laughs> such a great name. Uh, we had some playoff uh, news happen. The Warriors, the Spurs, they both clinched. They're both so far ahead of everybody in the West. They clinched, and uh, as expected, the 76ers eliminated from the playoffs. No surprise there. No surprise there. Quick, quick, quick moment of silence for the 76ers season. All right, thank you. That was enough. That was enough. All right. Well, uh, now we don't have to talk about them ever again, I think. Not for the rest of this year. Uh, We probably will. I'm sure Um, we will. Yeah, uh, that's how our week has been. It's been really great. Now, I know 
you want to talk, Dan, you want to specifically get into something that happened this week. New segment. For weeks to come. Weeks to come, new segment. It's all you. I'm so excited You're to, in charge. to announce this segment to the Hackett Chat world. We're going to call it Keeping Up With Chris Dapps. <laughs> where we will just give a recap of what happened with Chris Dapps Porzingis in this past week. And I can't tell you how excited I am for this. So, just dive right into it. <laughs> This past week, Chris Dapps Porzingis against the Portland Trailblazers put up a solid 11, 7, and 3 against the Boston Celtics. A very respectable 15 and 5. And unfortunately, had a DNP with a leg injury against the Detroit Pistons. And that was keeping up with Chris Dapps. Back to you, Chuck. I'm really excited for that every single week. Because some of them are just going to be fun lines, and some of them are going to be ridiculous magical unicorn things. I don't even. That only Chris does. I don't even care what he does all week. Just that I can hear that call of one of his tip dunks against the Oklahoma City Thunder every week. I'll be happy. Just in case anybody missed it. There we go. There all we right, go. that was it. It was that great. Was good. That was good. All right, we have uh, finished up with our NBA week. We've had a lot of fun. We want to hit our end of show games uh, as we like to do. Gyro has our trivia question. Right now, the standings three to two. Dan, you're up on me by one. It's mainly on bonus points. It's only on bonus points. I, no, you got you you got Kobe right. That's the, right. Fr- I did get Kobe. That's right. I did get Kobe. That's the only non-bonus points either of us have had. So we're doing well. For for the record, I do have my phone out, not for internet purposes, but under show notes to get. Look, the answer down. I yeah. trust you, kind of. Yeah, all right. Okay. So I it's allow fine. it. I allow it. It's okay. He oh, is the master of ceremonies, so he all allows right. it. Thanks, you, Xander Trebek. Anyways, trivia question. Jairo, hit it. Since uh, talked about NBA cameras oh. leading into the uh, playoffs. Okay. I have a question about that. One point and then two bonus points. <laughs> two bonus points. Doubling down with the bonus points. I oh, love yeah. the bonus points. Many things are available. So. What is the worst team by record to make the playoffs? Oh, shoot. Okay. And then the bonus points are the year or the season and the record itself. Okay. Uh, the worst team to make the playoffs. Okay. I think I have the team, and I think I know what year it was. I don't know what the record was. Though that being said, I could be completely wrong. And that's kind of how this normally goes. Um, can we just do number of wins? Number of wins for sure. the Let's choose, sure, yeah. Okay, number, number of wins. wins. All right, number of wins. I have my answer. I also have my answer. Oh boy. Let's start with uh, Chuck. Oh gosh. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna say the Milwaukee Bucks got in the playoffs with 35 wins in 2013-14. I think I think I think that was a year where they just snuck in the eighth seed. And that's just got romped. That's a good guess. Okay, so I'm gonna go into the wayback machine. Oh, wayback machine! Way back uh, not machine. super way back, but just a little bit of a wayback machine. Okay, we're gonna go to when the Hornets were the Bobcats. Oh, we're gonna say it's the Charlotte Bobcats. Oh yeah, that's right. I think it was around 2007. This is a complete guess. Okay, and it was 37 wins. All right. Hmm. How'd we fare? Well, no, looking at Dover's no, face, no, no, not. he's not we, impressed. We by didn't our fare knowledge. well. Both, both of you were not very close. Oh, all right. So Lay it on us. Who is the team? Who is the team? The Chicago Bulls. Oh, wow. Okay. When? 67, 68. Oh. Really? This is that was the question you gave us. Oh, Pretty yeah. good though. All right. Well, my way back machine didn't quite get us yeah. all the way. Dan back. actually gets the bonus point for sixty-six. Yes. Oh jeez! How many wins? How many wins? Uh, Charlie, you were closer. No. Twenty nine. Twenty. Twenty nine wins. wins. I, it was I a got, different game. Uh, no kidding. I was very surprised when I saw this. That's why I had to make a question about it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, but, I'm real disappointed that I didn't think back far enough to that '66 Bulls team. No. I know. I almost like. 67. Oh gosh. We'll do the research, but next week I'm pretty sure the Bobcats got into the playoffs with a losing record at the A spot. I think. Well, I the could bu- be wrong. I know the Bucks did. I know okay, the yeah. Bucks did, yeah. and so that's why there's I put a that. Lot I just of losing records. yeah, there's yeah. losing records is one thing. Yeah. The losingest record is to another. Yeah. So we each get a bonus somehow. Um, 
And so, you know, it's four to three now. Keeping it alive. Keep it going. We're going to keep it going. It's a, it's a, it's anybody's game still. Um, we had our If It Hits, I'm a Genius. Last week, Dover thought that Houston would lose all three of their games by an average of 15 points. One for two. One for two. Yeah. One for three. One for two. Not quite. Not quite. Uh, Dover didn't hit it. Uh, Dan was thinking uh, along the same lines with the Rockets. James Harden would actually go for 50. Good, same team, opposite results. And um, Dan was somehow closer. He tried his darndest. He really did. He really tried to get to 50 he, this he, week. He got 40 there. Didn't quite get it for you. Uh, I was thinking Joe Johnson was going to have an immediate impact and hit a game winner against the Bulls. Uh, the Heat won by like 13. It, there was no need for the game winner. It didn't work out. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, if it hits, I'm a genius this week. Dan, what are you thinking? Well, Chuck, I don't think you're going to be too excited about this one. Oh, no. But if it hits, I'm a genius. The Warriors drop two games this week. Whoa. Not tonight. Okay. Against the Magic. Because we're, so we're recording this on a Monday. On a Monday. On a Monday. But the Warriors drop two games this week, back-to-back, mm -hmm. both at home against the Jazz and the Blazers. It will be their first home losses of the season. The first home loss is in 45 games, and they're going to lose two of them back-to-back. -back. What do we think? I'm, I'm going to give you the yes, but I don't like it yeah. because I don't like the Warriors losing two. Do we get a yes from Dover? Yeah, that's, that's pretty big. That's, that's like my level big. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I'm All trying right. to come up to your level. I mean, yours are so good every week. I feel like I had to do something a little more outlandish. Well, speaking of coming to Dover's level. Why are you throwing your stuff? I'm just I'm just throwing down because I'm ready to throw down. Give it to us. Steph Curry playing the Trailblazers. He saw Damian Lillard hit 51 against him. Steph Curry's gonna go for 55 oh my against the Trailblazers. <laughs> 55 points. And he's gonna say Dame Who. But you know what? 55. I don't think 55 is enough. Yeah, yeah. Really? You gotta go to the 60. I think you have to go to the 60 range. Can you give me 58? Can I take 58? Yeah. Are we gonna negotiate with terrorists? You're calling me a terrorist? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. We're not going to do that. Uh, Come on. But the United States does not negotiate with terrorists. The only crime here is not a... If I learned anything from Samuel L. Jackson to the negotiator in Kevin Spacey, <laughs> I learned that the United States does not negotiate with terrorists. Hey, dude, no spoilers for House of Cards. Kevin Spacey, this is... What this did is we a, talk this about? This is an early 90s movie. <laughs> this is completely different. This no is the, this no is spoilers. Negotiator. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. 58? I'll do it at 59. 59? I'll take 59. 59. All right. All right. 59 against the Trailblazers. Oh, gosh. We'll see. All right. Well, I like this. I like this action. Mm -hmm. Gyro. Oh, this is it. This yep. is the moment people, we're always waiting for. People wait days for this. Days. Days, days. for this. So. Ellen Chalada loves this moment. Oh, yes. Every week. What do we got? Cavs and the Lakers. Yep. Earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And D'Angelo Russell had a couple good games. A spurt there. He did. I think he's going to get a triple double. Ooh. 30, 10, and 10 against the. 30, 10, and 10. I like yes. it. Oh, man. Do you dare go for a quadruple double with steals? <laughs> can, we, can we make those steals turnovers? No, they've got can, to be steals. Can, uh, I'll give it to you. Uh, um, blocks, 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 and blocks, and steals combined for 10. Yeah. For a quad. Pseudo quad. I'll do it. That's fine. Yes. Okay. Pseudo <laughs> quadruple double for Gyro. <laughs> we just talk him into things he doesn't like uh, every week. Sure. Fine. Sure. Yeah. Uh, just in case you guys were wondering, I was typing because I misspelled Blazers. I spelled Ballsers. Um, <laughs> just wanted to let you guys know. I fixed it. It's okay. Everything's all right. And we're good. You should have just kept it. Man, what a week we've had. It was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun this week. Make sure if you want to be part of our chat, you can find us on Twitter at hack underscore uh underscore chat or email us at hackachatcast at gmail.com. Get your questions about basketball or our stupid lives. Uh, you can get those on the show if you send them in. You can find myself on Twitter at Cleep3, Gyro on Twitter at JTD Perk. You can find Dan on Twitter absolutely never still under construction yeah man you keep saying construction but I, i'm i'm thinking the foreman's taking a this long sabbatical he's trying to make sure that it's exactly the product that the customer wants it's been out for eight years man it, if it's not there now it's not going to be <laughs> under construction uh we want to give a shout out to tim pescatelli for making our music and our show you can find him on soundcloud 
Tim Pesciatelli. Go check us out on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends. Tell people that you enjoy basketball things that we talk about, whoa, 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 whoa. and they like it too. Wait, 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 That's wait, it. wait, wait. We're no, all done. No, it's not. We're not. Yes, done. we're done. Every single no, week. No, I do the plugs, no, and no, then the show's not over. How it goes. Every single week, we start with "We are here to tell you about Harold Miner." No, we have still not talked about Harold Miner. Well, look, we get busy. The this week was long, champion, and I had questions. Miami Heat. We have not. I yelled about Michael Beasley. We talked about Michael Beasley. I think that's close enough. Next week, can we talk about Harold Miner? Please. All right. Miner, I'll make week. a reminder on my phone. Put it on the top part of the notes next week. Okay. Harold no Miner. promises. Okay, I promise. You better. No, I don't. Harold Miner next okay, week. Okay, I promise. All right. Well, that's all we've got for you. Until we get to next week, travel safe. Be good to one another. Ball out. Ball out.